Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak. Because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge. Quality matters. Performance counts. Shen Gear. Waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA. Dominate the skies. Bottomland is Mossy Oak's original camel pattern created by Toxie Hayes over three decades ago. This pattern preserves the original design while applying advanced technology for increased effectiveness. The same field-proven components and colors, the same dirt and bark elements, the same ability to blend into dark environments and obscure a hunter's outline from every angle. Mossy Oak, Bottomland. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Rowan Thunder Podcast. What's going on, big guy? I think it's time to do my first Beyond the Hunt. I say my first because the other two that I've done have been about... You've just hosted other people's turkeys. Oh, yeah. Well, you've done one that was kind of about... It was about Mary-Kate. Yeah, but I didn't pull the trigger. I'm being selfish here. (laughs) Okay. 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 It's the first one I've been able to string up at the shop, so... Indeed. But it's not the first you've killed. No. You did kill one the other day. I I, I killed one two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago in the pouring down rain. You know what killing a second turkey in Tennessee means? It's time to guide. It means you're tagged out. <laughs> <laughs> time to guide is right, but I mean I think we should call this episode Team Tagged Out. I like it. Because everybody everybody likes to get on social media and tell the world that they've tagged out. Yeah. Tagged out. We'll even we'll call tagged it. out on an inch and a half stud on here. <laughs> You actually did tag out on an inch and a half. I did. I did. That's a whopper right He's there, big dandy. guy. I'm awful proud of him. Yeah, you should be. And this turkey that hangs before us is a testament to putting the time in, scouting, driving back and forth, listening before work, going Dang in. Dang right. Having hunts boogered by other people, and then swallowing your pride and accepting a pin from your boss and going in and killing a turkey. So Is that where you killed it? Yeah. No. Yeah. So you lied to me this morning? I sure did. <laughs> Dad, come I lied to you just so I could do that right there. <laughs> That's pretty sharp. Oh. But I, did, I, I did hunt on the property next to that dude the other day, and I was like, what? Shoot, this has been now. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. That was the day before I shot that one in, on my lease. Yeah. And didn't get to go out there because it was raining. <laughs> it's the first opportunity I've had to go back down there. And I I started where the, I'd been scouting so much and had been within 50 yards of one and started and didn't hear one. And that cracks me up. I was standing That's there and so I was good. like, this morning is way too pretty for them just not to be gobbling. They're just not here. I'm gonna, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to that block of woods that Spence said he heard one in. And it's a little bitty block of woods. Yeah. Shoot, it's real small. I don't think it's 150 acres. And it's probably half flooded. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's like 150, 170 acres. Yeah. And the river cuts it right through the middle and it's very swampy. Yeah. A bunch of sloughs. A bunch of sloughs. I mean, good for you. Yeah. Out of the 170 acres, crazy? there's probably he's still, 40. 
And you said they gobbled great this morning. Oh my screaming. gosh! I heard five or six different birds. Granted, yeah. they were all, all of them were on private. Just this one decided to venture outside of his comfort zone, just a little too far. Just a little too far. Good for you, but, pal. Man, I was just excited to finally kill one down there and then rolled him over and looked at his spurs. I was like, God Whoa. almighty. <laughs> He's a big one. Yeah, that's a whopper. Did you uh, did you hear him from the truck or did you walk in a little ways in the dark? So after I left plan A, um, it wasn't very far from this spot. So I, I parked. And I wasn't ten steps in the woods, and I heard one gobble. So it was it was daylight. Yeah, it was. I got over there at about six thirty. Okay, um, which is this this morning. 30, it was twenty 40. minutes after sunrise. Okay, so it had been so, daylight for I mean, almost so it, an hour. Yeah, it'd been gobble time for an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I walked in at five fifteen this morning and did not hear a gobble. So I can't tell you what time gobble was, <laughs> time was, but I would have called gobble time about five. 25 yeah five, it was plenty between there daylight and 545 then. yeah it was plenty daylight but a ditch plan a and ran over here parked the car i was maybe actually no no i hadn't even hit the tree line i hadn't even hit the woods yet from where i parked and i heard one gobble and it but it was across the highway and he was close enough that i was like i think i could maybe pitch a hail mary to him and maybe get him to cross his highway but I doubt it. And then another one gobbled over there, and another one, and another one. And they were all on the opposite side of the highway from where I was. And, hell, I was standing five feet off the tree line calling, just, like, trying to get them to move this way, and they didn't move. Hmm. And while I'm calling to them, and they're all gobbling, losing their minds, this one gobbled back behind me towards, like, where I could hunt him. Best I could tell where he gobbled initially, he was on private. God. Um, and so you could have killed this turkey two weeks ago, dog. I sure could have. <laughs> I, sure I should be ashamed of myself for not going back the next morning. I was just fixing to say you could have just as easily gone in there and killed although, him as I did. Although the next morning I went and killed one uh, with Mike Atkinson, right? And, and then that went the next morning and killed one, and the next morning killed. <laughs> yeah, I think I you got were on fine. a heater there, but <laughs> I was kind of—I mean, as much as I heard him gobble, I was like, I cannot believe. I mean, I did think about it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like driving down there. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. So you slid in there. He gobbled behind you. Slid in there. I, I started walking back towards him, and he was in the field. Mm. Um. And it was just gobbling at everything. And I, from when I left the tree but line, you to couldn't when I started, see him when you drove up. Uh. Uh-uh. No. So he must have been kind of like around that corner. He was or, behind that yeah. point. He was on the other side of that point. Yeah. So I I went walking back there, and I got about even with that point, and he gobbled at about 100 yards. Ooh. Um, and I am I was on the public the whole time, and there was like a, I don't know, 60-yard buffer between the border and the field, and I was probably 30 yards off of that. I was trying to give myself about mm-hmm. gun range-ish from the property line just so I didn't have to yeah, yeah. outlaw him. But, um, and so I just going back there, going back there, and I get about even with him or close to even with him. And I yelped, and he gobbled. And when I went to go sit – I mean, at this point, he's 100 yards maybe. Mm. And when I went to go sit down, I could see him in the field. Jeez, Through coming. the trees. And he was walking towards me. Um. And so I got sat down, 
and I guess you still hearing the birds across the road. I'm here. Yeah, I could still hear him from across the road where I was at. Um, so he obviously could too. Yeah, and they, God, what I mean, a perfect position to be in. <laughs> they were gobbling at everything. I mean, like I only, legitimately, I only up to this point had maybe run four or five calls, um, and so they're just they're just happy to be alive. And when I see him in the field, he's kind of walking towards me. So I sit out and hoping he comes into the woods, but he stays on that tree line and gobbled for probably. 15 or 20 minutes mm. and couldn't get him to break the tree line, you know, aggressive cluck, scratching in the leaves, nothing. He wouldn't budge. Well, about seven 20, I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm checking my watch. Cause I'm like, I didn't tell Spence I was hunting. I got to be at the shop by eight 15. And so I was like, I got to leave eight, here in a minute. Eight, 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 eight. <laughs> <laughs> but then a little voice in the back of my head said, a wise man once said, you can show up late for work. As long as you have a dead turkey or a damn good story, and luckily I've got both. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, I was like, I think I might be able to push it a little bit, but <laughs> if he wasn't going to leave the field, I was just going to, you know, leave him and try him again another time. But mm-hmm. About seven fifteen, seven twenty, uh, some heavy, some truck pulling some heavy equipment went down the road, and it was banging so loud. And when it did, he shut up. I mean, mm. it w- it was loud enough that I think it's it's uh, obviously it spooked him, and didn't you gobble at crows. You thought, you thought it was over. I thought it was. I was Dang. literally about to wrap it up, and I I mean I thought he wouldn't gobble at crows. He wouldn't gobble at me. Nothing. And so I was like, this is this is game over. And so I let it settle for probably about ten minutes, and I yelped again, and he gobbled at about seventy five yards straight off my right shoulder. Mm, he'd come in the swamp in, big. The, in the green light. He was down. He was down where I was, and so I, I adjusted and got got facing towards him, and I was just clucking. And I went to go scratching the leaves. Well, I, and I was leaned up against a cypress tree, and they don't have leaves, so there wasn't much to, much <laughs> nothing to scratch on. You got mud on your fingernails. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and so I'm I I rounded up a couple enough stuff to make it at least sound like yeah. scratching. And he was about at about 75 yards, and I would just cluck and yelp real soft, scratching the leaves, and every now and then I'd get kind of loud, and when he'd gobble, he was just inching closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And so I shut up probably about five or ten minutes, I guess, and then I cut and yelped, and he gobbled at about 50. And I was like, okay. And and the grass is probably about right at, or the brush was about right at my knee, mm-hmm. and and so I was, it was just tall enough to cover up his beard, um, and he gobbled at about fifty. I couldn't see him. It was it was it's pretty thick in mm-hmm. there. Um, I pr- I couldn't see more than thirty yards, but and he gobbled about fifty, cluck scratching the leaves a little bit more, and he gobbled again at about twenty five. <laughs> he closed some distance down in, in, in my face. He had pinpointed me and screamed in my face, and he was coming from a way that I wasn't expecting him to. And so I shimmied over a little bit, and he came walking by. And it was the weirdest thing. He wasn't strutting. He wasn't even in a half strut, but he wasn't looking. He's probably like that, that quarter strut, like looking but not periscoping, mm-hmm. drumming. Mm. I'd, I've like never with his tail down drumming, yeah, kinda. Huh. yeah, and it was I've never heard that before, 
And it kind of threw me off because I was like, it's not a Jake, is it? Oh, public land bird covering ground is what he was doing, yeah. being careful. I mean, it Slip was. Slip out in that field, gobble a whole bunch. He knows how to find yeah. the hen. Because I'd heard it before, right before I saw him, I heard it. And so I clicked the safety off and he came came out from the brush and I saw him and heard it again and he was not strutting. I was like, that's not a Jake, is it? <laughs> and he gets closer, drums again, gets closer. And at about 15 yards, he periscopes his neck straight up, and I saw that beard, and I was like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and just smoked him. And That's awesome. And went over to him and started hooping, because I haven't shot a bird on public land in Tennessee <laughs> in a long time. And so I was, I was, what, I'm awful proud of him. You should be. What gun did you kill him with? My little 20 gauge. What, what model? Uh, Charles Daly. Oh, okay. I got it for my 10th birthday. There you go. That's and cool. Is it a youth model? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I had to put some uh, stock shims in it so I didn't punch myself in the lip every time I <laughs> shot it. But, yeah. That's awesome. Rogue done rolled him up. And I was just and I was just holding him by his head, just, you know, being all excited. And I laid him down, and he rolled over, and I saw his feet. And I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I was like, what have I done? Give it the old stand-pies. I'm going to need a minute, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. Give me a second. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah, that's a, a that's a hammer. You can tell from the way his chest looks that he's been gobbling mm-hmm. a bunch. You know, he's got that full chest, and he's not all that long. Uh huh. But I mean, he weighs twenty two, twenty three pounds. Wow. Too. I mean, for a swamp turkey, uh-huh. he's a giant. Yeah, that's cool, man. I I hunted this morning with Corbett, <clears throat> who's chasing a single season slam, and he's three quarters of the way done, and uh, last week of May, I'm taking him out west, try to finish it up. And mm-hmm. we were together at a baseball game last night, and he asked me if I wanted to go. And I said, yeah, sure. He had one that had been kind of irritating him, and he didn't gobble this morning. I don't know. We heard one gobble way off, couldn't couldn't course it. And uh, we checked a couple other places, and then I came on to work. So, I was shoot, I was here about 830. When I pulled in the driveway – you know, there's turkey hanging up there, and I was like, huh, <laughs> who pulled that off or so early this morning before work? Didn't that hear a word. <laughs> there was no – we have a group, we have a big group text message, and the, the the code language all year has been contact. So when somebody kills, there's a contact, and there was no there was no group me this morning. That I was done on purpose. It. Yeah. That was done like on it. purpose. My contact message was there going to be a turkey hanging That's underneath right. the wrong I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So good for you. That's pretty cool to see you guys, you know, move from long distance and then figure out the local public stuff. Yeah. I, that, that gives me a lot of satisfaction. So I'm proud of you. Good job. It don't matter where you do it. It's always special. To no, kill them on it public. is always special to kill them on public. I agree with you. But you know, when you're when you're in a new place and and you had to figure it out, and y'all have listened. Down that way in a bunch of different pieces. A Hell, bunch. Drake you, and I scouted down there 10 days in March, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. So, good for y'all. Did you tell Drake? Not yet. I hadn't sent him a picture <laughs> of it. Well, he'll be fired up for you. So, Well, talk to me about Michigan. Y'all went on oh, a little man. melee up there. Smash the gas pedal is <laughs> what we did up there. It was a great trip. We went to... Old Mitten State Beatdown is what that yeah, was. yeah. <laughs> In between all the ganders, <laughs> there were a bunch of geese up there, man. Jeez, uh, man, it was it was fantastic. We got a buddy up there named Dan that um, Keelan's been hunting with 
for a while. And to be honest, I don't know how we met Dan, but uh, I have not been able to go up there. I've been supposed to go the last, I don't know, two, three, four years, and something has come up every year. Last year I had to go to a funeral, and the year before that I had to go to – ended up having to go to a meeting out of town. and Just kind of one thing after another just got in the way. And um, Normally – when I'm going to go out of town, I plan way ahead, and I let Lindy know. She keeps a very detailed family calendar. Mm-hmm. Well, I did not I know add, someone like that. <laughs> yeah. It'll behoove you to continue to plan ahead. Let me just <laughs> tell you. But uh, I I had not – I really wasn't planning on going to Michigan this year because Tennessee opens the 15th. I figured, you know, give me the 15th weekend, the 22nd, 29th, you know, three weekends – you know, was probably all my kids were going to get to hunt in Tennessee. And, right. You know, with church on Sunday, like, we pretty much just hunt on Saturdays. And anyways, uh, Trip and Weston got to talking about it when we were together. Um, where did we go together? Florida? Well. South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, we did Florida together, but they were talking about it. We went to the Invitational. Right. So Trip came home and told Lindy we were going to Michigan weekend of the 29th lindy actually had something planned for her and some i, I don't know exactly what it was he didn't get you in trouble did he i thought it was <laughs> but come to find out there was nothing on the old family calendar Looky for the weekend there. the 29th and the 30th and so old trip just slid dad a freebie <laughs> and i said well you know I, I i wasn't planning on going but i mean if we don't have anything going i guess so uh <laughs> We tore out of school, you know, a two-day hunt turned into a four-day trip, four-and-a-half-day trip. We tore out Wednesday evening and uh, got to a buddy's place in Indiana, and uh, we're pl- Indiana opened on Wednesday, the last 26th, I yeah. think. Um and so, buddy Ian killed one up there that morning. He was like, man, y'all ought to make a pit stop on your way up to Michigan. I was like, you know what? We will. So, we did. Got in late. Got up early. Birds gobbling everywhere. We were in the middle of birds and and uh, had one get pretty close. He hung up about 70 yards out and just kind of, I don't know, didn't really like the decoy and, and just kind of was one of those days I just couldn't make a right move and uh, ended up getting on another bird middle of the day. We still had about a four-and-a-half-hour ride to Michigan. We pushed it right up until the end, and at about 12.30, one, one gobbled at me. And so Girk and I got close, and he kept gobbling, kept gobbling. I mean, he was breathing fire and everything I threw at him. And uh, we made one more move. We were kind of in a big thicket. And he was in some real pretty open hardwoods. And we made one last move trying to push it a little too hard and probably bumped him. He got quiet. Um, but it, so it was just kind of one of them days where it was like everything we did was yeah. a screw up. Yeah. And I told Trip went to bed. I was like, well, let's just let's roll on up to Michigan and we'll we'll do better tomorrow. So we did. We tore out and we got to Michigan like, man, maybe. 30, 40 minutes before flyout. Keelan dropped me one pin. He had already been up there. He got up there earlier that day on Thursday. Dropped me this one pin, and we pulled in, and nothing. It was kind of a big field, and there was a cove in the back. And <clears throat> everything up there is kind of small properties, like 40 to 80 acre kind of stuff. 
not like three thousand acre. Yeah, like we're fields. used to down here. Correct. Um, which which means there's a lot of landowners. It also means the turkeys move across a lot of property. Um, but anyways, we pull in and and I told Girk I was like, man, let's tr- kind of drive to the back. There was one hen we could see. I was like, let's let's drive to the back. And there was a, a big cove around this corner. I was just kind of hoping maybe there'd be something out there that we hadn't seen. And we start pulling in. Kurt goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And I stopped, and the sun was right in our face, so we, it was hard to see. And he goes, there's a whole pile of turkeys. And I put my binoculars up, and it was like four strutters, five or six jakes, a whole pile of hens. I mean, it was like 30 turkeys in the field is what it looked like. Wow. Deer everywhere. And I was like, "There's this can't like, be real. It's like, like a the Terry cover of a magazine. Yeah, it's like a Terry <laughs> Redlam print uh, <laughs> painting or something. And uh, so we got out and kind of looked at them and, I mean, dropped the tailgate in the truck, stood up on the tailgate and looked. And we were maybe, I don't know, 500 yards or something from them. And could just see them, and they, man, they just kept staying there and staying there. And I was looking at the time, and I thought I had about thirty minutes, but it, you know, the more I looked at it, I was like, I probably have an hour because they're 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 not going anywhere from right here. They're probably going to fly up from right here, in some of these big trees around the edge of this field. And um, about that time, Keelan texted me, and he was like, "We're almost there." They had tried to hunt somewhere and didn't work out, and he pulls in. We're looking at it, and he's like, man, y'all ought to go hunt them. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so we we tore out and kind of got in this ditch and got not close, but we got – we if they were probably 600, 700 yards away, we probably cut 300 off to them. Okay. So they were still at probably 300, 350. And I started crawling out of this field to try to put a decoy out, and uh, – they're, of course, they're gobbling at everything that flies by, crows, right. geese, everything. And, uh, and I told Girk, he just had his little DSLR and no tripod, and I said, listen, if they'll gobble at me, they'll, there's a lot of roll in this field. I said, they'll, they'll come to the edge of this field and, and or the edge of that rise and look, and they'll see this decoy, and then they're going to come in a hurry. And yeah. so I said, be ready, because even though they sound far, this could happen quick. I yelled, and they gobbled. Yelped again, they gobbled. Cut a little bit, they gobbled. I was like, batting down the hatches, they coming. It's the end of the day. They're not going anywhere else. And, I mean, they're just, wow, wow. Sure enough, they get to the top of the little rise, and they're looking down, and four big fans up there. And here come the Jake. They come dinosaur running <laughs> down the field. Well, they get about halfway from the top of the hill down to where we are set up, and a bird to our right starts gobbling. And you can tell it's a it's a better bird. He's got a more, I don't know, full yeah. gobbler's roll a little bit more. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I, I whispered to Girk. Girk was about 10 yards behind us, and I said, I said, be ready. I said, that bird is gobbling with intensity. He's by himself. And sure enough, he just, bow, bow. And he was gobbling and walking, bow. And, I mean, just trips on the gun. And we're sitting in the open. There's kind of a log in front of us. And so I had his gun across it. And we're just sitting Indian style behind it. And I said, he's coming from the right. You know, and, and as he's gobbling and coming from the right, these jakes are getting closer. So these jakes get to the decoy. They're about 20 yards. The bird to our right is just hammering. And here he comes. He walks out in the field. And it's him. And he's got one jake with him. And he gobbles and gobbles and gobbles. And he gets to about 
realistically it was probably 45 yards, but it's kind of a hard angle to trips right. And I knew these birds weren't going anywhere. And so I kept telling him, I was like, let him get all the way to your gun barrel before you shoot. And if he walks off, we'll get him in the morning. Right. Don't, Don't be discouraged. Yeah. Right. We've screwed everything else up. We've touched this morning, you know, today. <laughs> We made it here safe. Let's try let not to make it roost. harder yeah, on us. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's don't screw up something else. And he, I mean, he just keeps gobbling, keeps gobbling. So we got some cool footage over Trip's shoulder of him holding still and down on his gun. That bird just, just breathing fire. Um, man, I was really proud of him because he's he's bumped a couple birds already this spring. We hadn't been hunting with a blind. And we're, we've been kind of limiting how much decoy hunting we're doing. He's been doing a lot of the yelping. And so we've got a lot of learning things going, you yeah. know. And you got to booger a bunch of them before you understand how, how much you got to hold still. But he, he stayed on the gun, was down and, and still, and didn't spook anything. And I, I told him, I said, that, that was really good. Like, we, we figured out what all's here. We had a great turkey interaction. Did not booger anything. You'll get one of them in the morning. So we get in there in the dark, and we watch them fly up from the truck. We slide back. They, you know, after all that goes down, they filter on back up. We watch them. We walk to the truck. We watch them fly up. Can see them sitting on the limb. Count every one of them. This is a slam dunk. So we get in there in the dark the next morning, and and we're sitting just on a bare tree. Well, what I had seen the night before was a cedar tree that I was expecting to cut some limbs and build a little blind, and there was nothing. I get in there, and, I mean, I can see the turkeys. I've got them skylined in the tree. And, and, I mean, 30 minutes before they should gobble, one of them gobbles. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go. And they're 100, maybe 120 yards max. Got a decoy out, and I'm expecting they're just going to pitch down right into the field, you know, right right to the decoy, and we're going to be done. And uh, long story short, we, we, we do find a little bit of brush and – kind of take some of Girk's material and build a little bit of a blind just to give us a high. Something, yeah. Yeah, because what I was worried about really was like the same thing the night before, the Jates coming in, getting a little sketched, mm-hmm. and then leaving before we get a chance at the gobblers. Right. And uh, anyways, so the gobblers pitch down in the pitch black dark, and they pitch away from us. In the dark? I mean, not pitch black, but like – a solid 20 minutes before I expected them to. And the only reason I knew they were going to pitch down is I'm looking at my binoculars, and they're strutting, and then all of a sudden two of them, I'm, I'm looking at two of them, come out of strut, wing down, I mean, you know, tail down, and they start doing that dancing thing and doing their head out. And then I said, and I said y'all better get ready. They're about to, they're about to pitch down. And Kirk's like, what? What? And next thing, they fly out to the middle of the field, and they stood there for an hour and a half gobbled at every sound we made did they have any hens with them oh yeah three or four hens but just standing there was like this field was sort of like a square and it was wrapped around by trees and they just stood right in the middle of that field and just lit the world on fire we're not in the highest point we were in the highest point so they're gobbling making all this racket we can't see them if i stood up i could see them so trips soaking wet because we walked through knee-high grass, and he's freezing cold. And I'm like, man, trust me, pal, just hang in there. There's, these turkeys are not going anywhere. There's a neighborhood over there. There's a ditch over there. Our truck's over there. Like, 
We got them hemmed in. Uh, yeah, we they're just, either staying put or coming here. We just yeah. hang in there, and this will this will work itself out. Well, I keep them gobbling, keep them gobbling, keep them gobbling. Twice we had heard a bird from way over to our left, which is where the bird the night before had come from. The night before we were on the opposite side of the field, so he's to our right. Well, he's gobbling, and he starts getting heated up. He only gobbled a couple times on the roost, but he's on the ground now, and he's bow, bow, bow. And I said, you know what? We're going to call it bird in from the left, and we're going to shoot him. That's the one from last night. Tripp was like, let's do it. So we we start calling at him. I mean, he gets fired up. Here he comes. And I finally I see him, and he's about 200 yards. He steps out of the woods, same spot he stepped out the night before. And he works his way around the edge of the woods all the way to us, and he gets to about 50 yards. And so he's hard to Tripp's left now. And I've got two big trees to my left, and I can see him in between the trees. So I, I could raise up and kill him. He's a little far, mm-hmm. further than I'd like to shoot. Yeah. But he's killable range. Right. You know? And I'm expecting him to just move on up, come to the decoy, just like last night, just flip-flop. And I keep telling Tripp, I'm like, just let him let him come, let him come. Take your time. You're fine. Yeah. Well, he, he takes two more <laughs> steps and then goes behind these big trees that are to my left. And the next turkey that comes out I see is a Jake. And I'm like, don't shoot, Jake. It's Jake. It's Jake. You know, just hang in there. He walks right up to the decoy, stands there. No more goblin, no more nothing. He disappears. I'm like, gosh. So this, so now we're sitting, we went from a gobbler at 50 yards to a Jake standing right in front of the decoy, just, you know, doing that statue stare at each yeah. other, like, like eye to eye. And I let that go on for, it felt like an eternity, but it's probably like, 26 seconds <laughs> i let it go on for a while and i realized we're out of the ball game with this gobbler who got so close mm-hmm. and our whole group is still over the hill but now we got a jake so i just poured it to him i started i'm just and they started gobbling and gobbling at each other and the, the three that had been together mm-hmm. well next thing i know here they come over the top of the hill they got fired up and i guess because that jake was there and they could see it better or whatever Next thing you know, here they come. Three big strutters coming over the top of the hill. Five jakes, four hens, three strutters, and Jake and the decoy. God, you caught up all and Michigan's treeks, turkey and population. Treeks, and and, yeah, and Tripp's Trips got his gun up, and he's shaking, buddy. And they're just, <laughs> they get to the top of the hill where they can see the decoy down to us, and they just, Row! all three of them in unison. And Tripp goes, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Safety off, pal. Man, it, it – it took a few minutes, and Jake's come barreling in, and the strutters kind of stayed back a little bit, and then the Jake started walking off, and I realized it was done. And they were at about 35 yards, so I kind of poured it to them again, just hoping I could get five more yards yeah. and a good, clean shot. And, man, sure enough, one of them got into it with the Jake, and, and they came a little closer and had them at about 30 yards. The problem was at this point there's a hen or in front or behind them everywhere. And so the video is pretty cool. Um, because when they first walk up, I've got trip on the left bird, and then I say shoot the one on the right, and then shoot the one in the middle, and then shoot the one on the left, and then back to the right, and then right there at the end they kind of fanned out, and I said okay, shoot the strutter on the left, and he swings his gun back to the left. So if you watch the video, like in fast forward, his gun zigzags back and <laughs> forth, back and forth, and you know, uh, it was really cool just because given kind of. The, how we've taken the training wheels off this uh-huh. year. It's pretty cool to yeah. watch it unfold, watch him not take a bad shot the night before, watch him stay on the gun, stay down, 
gut through the cold and wet, yeah. you know, and and uh, and then finally get one. He made a heck of a shot. It was about a 36, 37-yard shot and, and with a group of turkeys, and he picked the only clear one and killed it and didn't cripple anything else. And um, So it, it, was, it was awesome, and it was yeah. a whopper. I mean, those birds up there, three of them measured – uh, weighed just over twenty four pounds. Wow. I mean, just just biggins, Volkswagens. Uh, yeah. Goodness. Me. Then that afternoon, I got one, um, and it was kind of a sneak deal. I was moving in on some birds, and um, Girk was with me, and two cut us off from the left and just slipped in. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and there's two at twenty yards. I was trying to get uh, in position on these this other group, and killed one of them. And Keelan killed one, and Weston killed one, and. So it was a it was a dandy dandy weekend. Sound like yeah. a pretty good four or five day stretch, three two three day stretch. Yeah, I tell you what, it made me think about. Now I'm 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 gonna show some cards and be transparent here for just a second. But there's something to that one bird limit, pal. I agree. I thought you and I talked about that a little bit yesterday. Yep. Because we were talking about it yesterday, and I said, "Do you think that has something to do with the one bird limit?" And you, I do think it does. I mean, it it would I have liked to kill a second one? Yeah. Would it have been cooler for Trip to kill a second one? Yes. You know, maybe the coolest thing in the world is let an adult shoot one and then give a kid two tags. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but what, what's cooler but than I shooting two on, in one weekend is shooting one one year than being able to go back and do the same thing the next year. Yeah. I mean, their turkey population is so strong, um, and there really weren't just a ton of turkey hunters running around. And, I mean, I think it's because guys who are going to travel – Pick the states that they can shoot three or four in. <clears throat> I mean, I do, you know. Yeah, I, I do the I same thing. Been, I, I, I didn't go to Kansas last year, and I'm not going this year. And quite frankly, part of the reason is because predominantly a one-bird state now. I mean. That's and, a long and, way to go and a lot of money for a non-resident for, license for one turkey. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, you're, you're spending probably by the time you spend, you know, fuel, day off work, and, you know, a tag. I mean, shoot, you're you're pushing a thousand bucks without without much trouble. Absolutely. Um, Whereas in years past, if or like last year, year before last, you know, you drive a little bit further, go to Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go places where you can stand on them, Um, and you know, it changed it for us because we both killed Keelan and Weston had not killed at that point, and so we started driving, looking for birds for them, and we sat and watched them. You know, there's it's a lot of open territory terrain up there, and so you'd find a bird, and then you kind of try to get in position to call them to you. Well, it made it fun to be a a bystander, right. or a, you know, a, a spectator, if you will, because if we'd find something, we'd call them, and they'd drive over, and then you'd sit and watch them get in position, watch them yelp at it, watch the bird way the birds reacted, and so it 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 was different because we weren't just piling them up, right. you know, but it it made it. Made it more fun for each bird, for each person, and uh, I don't know. I I hope Tennessee doesn't do that, but if they did, I totally would understand. I'd be. I I agree. I think I I think maybe not a statewide limit of one bird, but if they made public land, you can only shoot one bird. I would be more than okay with that. Yeah, yeah. But that's coming from somebody with a decent amount of private land access. Yeah, maybe I'm spoiled or whatever, but I mean. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, you know, Michigan's been a one bird state for a long time. I killed a bird up there in 15, I think. So seven or eight years ago. And I killed it 
Memorial Day weekend, the very end of the month. Yep. They weren't gobbling a whole lot, but actually killed two. I killed one, and my buddy killed one. Um, so they've had a lot of birds for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, geez, I'm, I think there's something to that one. Bird yeah. Deal. I really do. There's something about having a state having a bunch of birds, but there's also something more to the longevity of that state having a bunch of birds. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at is, yeah. you know. Because a lot of people don't, don't maybe don't know or don't realize Arkansas used to be the place to be, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of a turkey pop. Maybe not the place to be, but they used to have a Up very a more than healthy yeah. turkey population. Now you've got to work for one, yeah. you know. Um which I think I think Arkansas is on on its way back because I've seen a lot of people that have killed turkeys in Arkansas. I hope so. Um, but I just God, I just don't want Tennessee out of Kentucky's well on their way to being that way. I think Tennessee's not as bad as Kentucky, but I mean, you know as well as I do, we just don't have as many as we used to. We definitely don't have as many as we used to. There were some boys in the shop earlier today from Mississippi State that were. I asked them if they were on spring break, and they were like, no, that was about two months ago. We're <laughs> we're supposed to be studying for our finals. Oh, that's right. They said they had to go back next I week. I laughed, and I was like, I hear you. But they, they'd come up, and they were asking. They were like, man, do you see these birds standing in fields? And do you, you know, we've ridden around, hadn't seen much. And I was like, you know, yeah, these, these are definitely field turkeys that we hunt around here. They like to stand out in the open. But do I, don't I have see much them? Of a choice. <laughs> no, I, I don't see them as much as I used to. I yeah. really don't. I mean, yeah. they're they're in places. They're killable. They're they're not extinct, but they're geez, definitely man, playing harder to they're, get. They're for not sure. just everywhere you look, and they yeah. ought to be. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even I th- I guess it was our our weekly meeting last week. Drake went and hunted in Middle Tennessee and was. Just and Trip did too, and they were talking about just how many turkeys they saw. And you and I were like, the crazy thing is, yeah, is that's, that's not near as many as what it used yeah, to be. Yeah, that's right. That's you know? right. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, it, I love shooting them, I love seeing them die, but I want to be able to carry my kids out there mm-hmm. one day and take them. You oh, know? I know, I know. And it's hard because, man, if you don't shoot them, somebody's gonna, yeah, you know what I mean. And, and so, it's, it's one of them things that, like, just there's no right answer, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I do think we need to all pay attention and, and man, I don't know. That one bird state magic's pretty, what I saw in Indiana and what I saw in Michigan was pretty impressive mm-hmm. for a couple mm-hmm. of one bird states. Mm-hmm. Made me want to go back. And honestly. states like Iowa, that's a draw state, you mm-hmm. know, they've got a very, very good turkey population, but non-residents got a draw, you yep. know? Yeah. And I think Nebraska moving to that, moving to that this year will, will Pay dividends in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nebraska's a one bird state. It's not a one bird state, oh. but they changed it this year. Non residents, they had a draw. Oh, yeah. I got you. And Mississippi, yeah, yeah. I think Mississippi, yeah. you know, it's it's too early to tell, but, you know, I think that that was a smart move by them. Seemed like they cut a lot of hunting it. down for sure. Yeah. Just because, I mean, you know, especially since Alabama moved back and now Tennessee moved back. Could you imagine if they had, you know, if they cut public land or if they cut, yeah, if they cut public land wide open on the 15th of March, how many people would be over there hunting? Yeah. But anyways, it it's, uh, you know, a day with one is always better than a day without Ain't one. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Today has been a damn good day. This turkey has not left the front of the shop since I got here at about 825. <laughs> I love it. When I thought about this front porch and 
Everybody told me I was crazy. You don't have front porch on that. I was like, man, I could just in my mind's eye, I could see gobblers being hung up there and living to dogs. So funny that you say that because at the grand opening, it was me and Terrence and Hunter and Mr. Jeff were out here standing, and we were looking at the front porch, like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we had a bunch of long beards strung up on this thing? Man, and I mean, we'd have to go back and think about it, but we've hung a bunch of them up here. Yeah, I'd I'd say we're pushing ten. Probably thereabouts. Which in two weeks of season being open feels like one dang near every day. Yep. Jason brought up a good point. We were on a call. I When we, when we had our meeting with him, yeah. I told him that I killed one. He's like, man, it's just something about y'all killing turkeys on Tuesdays. Like, I feel like all <laughs> turkeys always die up there on Tuesdays. And I was like, because killed his on Tuesday on Monday. And, <laughs> and Spence came to kill one Tuesday before that. <laughs> Somebody else is going to have to kill one now. Yep. Yep. I know where a few of them are. Take one of the boys back and kill one. <laughs> I asked uh, I asked Riley if he wanted to go in the morning. He's like, yeah, I think we could go before we leave. I was like, yeah, we'd have to make it happen pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me. Boys, boys are, are headed, headed west, to, and yeah. you and I are headed north. To Dallas. Yep. I do have a little secret up my sleeve for when we go to Springfield. So, if you'd be real nice and drive me up there tomorrow, I might know where one's gobbling Thursday morning on the way back. I'll leave my stuff in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, huh. so anyways. Well, you go get some tacos? I I think Miss Lindy has made vegetables, and we've got a, oh, okay. a meal at the house. So I would love to join you all for Taco Tuesday, but I think it's better if I go home. Stick to that stoke the regulated schedule. And, well, yeah. this is the first, first sit-down meal we've had in a minute between baseball and Katie's had a bunch of stuff at the school. She's in the performing arts program, and it's kind of been one thing after another, so I'm looking forward to eating a meal at the house with the family. That's good. Yep. You'll be pleased to know that this past weekend when I was at, at back in Nashville with Mary-Kate, and we were sitting there on, I guess it was Friday, and I was talking to my dad on the phone. He was talking about, you know, going hunting and all that kind of stuff, and she just was working, and she just looked up from her computer and goes, I need to go again. And I was like, oh, need to. <laughs> I was like, okay. She claims that it's because she wants to use turkey feathers uh, at the wedding as decoration, but I think it's because okay. she wants to shoot a turkey. Okay. Well, I, I know I know where a few feathers might be. I mean, if she, if she needs some feathers, what kind of feathers does she want? Wing feathers. Oh. Yeah. That's fine. She was thinking about putting wing feathers on the, on the aisles with the flowers. Oh, that's cool. So... We've got we've got a few. I, I saved some off of her bird and saved as many as I could off of mine because he was so wet. But if this one's gonna gonna make a, I guess what I meant was I know I know where a taxidermist. Few, I know where a few are gonna die between now and your wedding. I think so too. I'm pretty confident that she and I are gonna be able to get on one this weekend. Um, and I think I know a few people that are gonna go on a couple trips between now and June yeah. that could probably bring us some. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm kind of content. I, I'd be okay with it being over, but I've got a lot of traveling to do over mm-hmm. the next the next three weeks. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's also something something funny that you and I were talking about yesterday. Speaking about Michigan and a one bird limit, how I was saying that, you know, I kind of think that Tennessee might be over because the spring came in kind of early. No, no. I told you they ain't <laughs> <No>. done. <laughs> it's just a change of pace. <laughs> they set the world on fire I mean, this morning. It was 39 degrees this yeah. morning. You know, it's it's in a lot of ways it's been an early spring, but it's been a lot of cool days. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a buddy 
about that. And, you know, the longer we have those cool evenings and the cool mornings, the longer they'll keep doing it. Yeah. Um, I think the heat, as much as anything, is what kind of oh, yeah, makes absolutely. their biological clock wrap it up. Um, but, man, we've had a lot of days where it stays in the, you know, in the 50s until oh, yeah. 11 o'clock. I mean, it hadn't gotten above 70 degrees since last Thursday, yeah. you know. Also, can we take a second and appreciate Russ for putting his truck in neutral instead of starting his clapped-out <laughs> Chevy right here by the microphones? He just oh. rolled out of his parking spot so that it wouldn't be as loud. This, in a lot of ways, there, there it goes. is. <laughs> as if that 18 feet right there made yeah, any difference. Right. In a lot of ways, this place is like, uh, outdoor version of the office, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we've got one guy that's only got one eye, and we got one guy that doesn't have any legs. And <laughs> he wore his short legs today, parked <laughs> he, in the handicap spot. He stood up out of his chair this morning, and, and Aaron, I was expecting to look up at him being six foot five, and I was eye yeah. level with him. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron saw him this morning. And was like, I can't with you today. Uh-uh. I was like. I can't take you serious. And he walked past me twice, and I was like, dude, I'm not going to get used to you got to go back to your regular <laughs> legs, man. I can't get used to that. Oh. That was funny. But good times. Good yeah. times at the shop. So, all right. Well, not too many dull moments here. No. Not too many. Well. Reckon we ought to wrap this one up. We appreciate y'all stopping by and listening in to another episode. It's been a good one. This has been a good one. It's been another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Congratulations, old boy. Thank you, sir. Time to start guiding. That's right. Hashtag team tagged out. That's right. (laughs) Catch you on the next one. Hey, all this is Spence and Frawley, and just wanted to say thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast. We really, really enjoy producing this podcast and would be really grateful if wherever you get your podcasts, if you would subscribe to the Rolling Thunder podcast and give us a five-star rating. Somehow, apparently, out there in internet la-la media land, (laughs) that helps our podcast to be found by other people like you. So we just want you to know we appreciate you listening, and we'd like to ask you to subscribe and give us a five-star review and keep on listening. And unfortunately, recording podcasts don't pay the bills, so we just do this for fun and for y'all, and we want it to grow as bad as y'all want it to grow, so... We could really use your help in doing that. Share it with a friend. Yes, right. We appreciate y'all stopping by again. Thanks for listening.